I didn't want to be a, an older runner that was all stiff and achy and crocked. So I've spent many, many years and much time and much money finding out how to realign myself. Diz Runs Radio, episode 531, starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, just want to let you know and, and thank Health IQ for coming back on board and sponsoring another run of episodes. Uh, what Health IQ does, in case you're, you're unaware or, or not, haven't heard of the company before, is that they work with, with life insurance companies to provide you know, discounted rates, lower rates on life insurance for folks who are, are healthier. So as runners, we're, we're, our, our general risk profile is lower than uh, the general population. And as such, Health IQ believes that uh, maybe we should get a little bit of uh, cheaper rates on life insurance because of that fact. So uh, if, you, if you find yourself in a situation where you need to uh, you know, reassess your, your life insurance coverage and, and maybe need to add uh, a policy, a, a term policy, or whatever the case might be, um, the, the place where you're going to get the best rates for you know, because of the fact that you're a runner is Health IQ. So head over to healthiq.com slash disruns uh, and get some information uh, and, and see, you know, see what kind of, of rates you would uh, be, be qualifying for at the level of coverage that you need. So healthiq.com slash disruns or, or you know, when you get over to Health IQ, let them know as well that you heard about them here on Disruns Radio. Um, and, and thank you uh, to Health IQ for sponsoring today's episode. So now let's go ahead and get on with today's episode of the show. Hey guys, today I'm uh, reconnecting with a woman that I first chatted with uh, not quite a year ago. I guess it's been uh, since since June of 2016, um, and that was in episode 425. Uh, she's been running for most of her life and, and has actually really ran at a really high level, uh, international level, even in her prime. But uh, as she's gotten older and she's in her in her late 50s now, uh, obviously things have changed a little bit, and, and running has, has evolved as it does for all of us as we get continue to get older and, and uh, you know our, our goals and, and ambitions change. Uh, and she's also a barefoot runner, uh, as in legitimately barefoot, no shoes, no socks, most of the time, just just straight barefoot. Um, and now she's been doing that for almost a year, exclusively, and uh, is getting ready to set out on a pretty big uh, journey that's going to cover lots of lots of miles over uh, a couple of different months. Um, and so that's going to be a big focus, obviously, of what we're going to talk about today. But uh, without any further ado, it's definitely a pleasure to welcome Miss Julia Kai T- Taylor. I did it again. I, I almost screwed it up last time, and almost screwed it up again this time. Ms. No, you didn't. Miss <laughs> Julia Kai. It's absolutely perfect. Taylor. <laughs> Back to the show. So thanks for coming back and joining us again, Julie. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I'm really delighted, especially as I get your emails now. I feel like ever since we spoke, which was, yeah, last June, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like like we've never been out of contact because yeah. I get your emails in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. The, 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 time zones, uh, the time zones throw us off a little bit, but it gives you something to look forward to in the mornings, I guess, to, exactly. to read. Exactly. No, it's fabulous. So, oh. so I feel like our conversation has continued yes. and here we are. Yes, and here, here we are to, to, <laughs> to record it and make it official again. And, and guys, if uh, if you missed that that last episode, like I said, uh, disruns.com slash 425 will take you back to the show notes or you can obviously scroll down through your, your podcast app uh, of choice and probably find it. It should still be there. Uh, usually they, they hang out for about 200 episodes before they fall off. So we, we should still be well in that uh, that window. <laughs> um, and the website's information, all that kind of stuff to, to connect with Julia and, and find out what she's got going on. Soulsjourney.com is the website. Uh, Soulsjourney.tv, or I'm sorry, Soulsjourneytv.com is a link to the YouTube channel. And in both of those cases, it's S-O-L-E-S, Soulsjourney.com, Soulsjourneytv.com. Um, and Barefoot Across Spain is uh, the new the new website, the new edition. <laughs> uh, something, again, we'll be talking about, BarefootAcrossSpain.com. And on the Twitter, at Julia Kai Taylor, the number one uh, is the place to connect there. And uh, if your head's spinning all Ready? We'll have everything linked up as we always do in the show notes. Disruns.com slash five three one. So, Julia, the, the, the way you know, I mean, you, you've been here. You, you know how it goes. The, the, the first question is always the same. But I feel like last time we we asked the question of what is your favorite distance to race and why, the, the answer was something along the lines of I really haven't raced in a while, and it was it was a ten mile distance. Is, has have things changed dramatically in the last eight or nine months, or, or still kind of uh, pretty much on, on the same place there? Um, I think everything's changed, really. Okay. I was thinking that because because I knew that you would ask me that question. <clears throat> and, of course, I really did love when I was running in my prime. 
um, I loved 10 mile racing and that was my favorite distance. But nowadays, there don't seem to be 10 mile races very much. I mean, and there may be in the States. I remember you mentioned the cherry blossom. Mm-hmm. Ooh, perhaps I'll come do it. But I ha- there aren't really any 10 mile races around. Also, when we spoke last, I'd only been, I say only, but I'd been barefoot running since the September. So however many months that is, about eight months, isn't it? Also nine months. And I completely abandoned racing. And then since then, I've um, taken up <clears throat> racing again. Mm. And well, c- combined with this challenge that we'll come to, of course. But I am in my soul and my heart a racer. I absolutely love it. And it's been kind of like a new career. Although I don't race completely barefoot. I race in Skinner socks, which are a lovely product. I think they've been amazing because I am a racer in my heart and to be honest completely barefoot at the moment I can't run as fast Mm. if I'm on the beach or the track I can um, or just flat grass but if you're in a road race so I've been wearing Skinner socks and I've raced a 5k and a 10k and a half marathon on Sunday and so which is my favorite I think I've loved them all so I now have three favorite distances (laughs) (laughs) and I've entered a marathon at the end of the year in Berlin because I'm going to be 60 next year i'm 59 in may 60 next year and i've suddenly gone oh if i run a race in september and i can get a good for age because my form at the moment shows me i can Mm -hmm. then i can run a marathon in my 60s or when i'm 60 so that was a long answer to not really what you asked well no but that's 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 (laughs) and that's why even when when somebody comes back on months later or even years later it's always it's i always at least will will attempt to ask the question again because sometimes things change and sometimes you know sometimes of course they stay the same but you know it, it sounds like and, and to harken back a little bit to our our first conversation with uh, one of the themes was you know we talked a lot more about your history and, and kind of coming up and, and when you were racing competitively you know racing is is kind of sounds like it's it's, it's in your blood and, and it, even as the the goals have changed and the perspective has changed and and how you're running now obviously has changed a bit um that racing that racing itch is still there and it sounds like it might always uh always going to be there uh for for the foreseeable future i absolutely love racing i am intrinsically a racer i love it i liked racing as a six-year-old child i used to get my father to uh, time me in the garden and then as i got a bit bigger i used to make him take me to the playing fields and time me the length of the playing fields so it was an intrinsic part of my you know quest and as the years have gone by, I, I, it's still in me and I love it. I love finding out. And it doesn't matter. All the measures of the past may, mean nothing to me because I, well, they don't. They do, of course. They're, <laughs> they're part of my life. But <laughs> what I mean is now it's all new. And the barefoot thing has been, for me, absolutely transformative because I am now running like completely pain free. And I've had all of them. You know, if you wanted to ask me about injuries, I'm an encyclopedia and I've probably had every injury that anybody's ever had. And I've been working through my life to find a way. I didn't want to be a, an older runner that was all stiff and achy and crocked. So I've spent many, many years and much time and much money finding out how to realign myself. And the barefoot thing isn't the answer. The barefoot things come as a as part of the process, mm. if that makes sense. And I'm free of pain. So as now I'm free of pain. Of course, racing is a joy. Mm-hmm. I, I would. Can, can we unpack that a little bit more? Like you said, barefoot running isn't the answer. It's part of the process. Like, like how how has? And we didn't. We touched on this briefly last time, but maybe this would be a good thing to go a little bit more in depth in. With with getting into like, why did you decide to to take up the barefoot thing? Like like you know whatever it would have been a, a eighteen months ago or something like that at this point. Um, like um, why? Well. Well, because as a child, I was barefoot. So Mm -hmm. I was born in Africa and I was a barefoot natural runner. And then all through my, right up until I was 15, when I joined my athletics club and there was a grass track there, I did all my training in my bare feet. Mm -hmm. And my running action is very natural forefoot strike. I'm a very natural runner. So I was very much a natural track runner. I've got a very natural uh, balanced running action. So I lend myself to barefoot running, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, and through the 80s, when I was at my best, I ran in the very lightest oh, Nike Eagles, Nike sock racers. I ran in incredibly light shoes anyway. So I'm one of those runners that's always been at some level on the edge of barefoot. Mm-hmm. Then um, when I was at my, in my late 20s, I sustained 
an injury to my left side. I mean, my sacroiliac sacro went right out and I've had all the lots mm. of problems, a typical lumbar five, lots of imbalance that meant that for many, many years, I had loads of injuries all through my left side, my knee, my shoulder on the right, the ankle, lots and lots and lots of problems. And I spent lots and lots of time. By the time I was in my late 30s, I hadn't run as much through my 30s because I'd retired from my international career quite um, at a high level, but having sustained this, you know, kind of mm -hmm. imbalance. In the, my 30s, I worked a lot more in my career and I didn't run as much. And then in my late 30s, I started to run again and all of the injuries revealed themselves, of course. So when I was all through my 40s, I've worked I had to have orthotics in my left foot to try and make me not in so much pain because I had sciatic pain. I had oh, pain in my whole body and it hurt to sit, it hurt to stand, it hurt to move, certainly hurt to run. So I did a lot more swimming. Mm. So I had orthotics and I resolved when I was 40 that I would find a way to free myself from the orthotics, which were really useful. They were part of the process. I would find a way to unravel all of this tension in my body that had come about through all sorts of pushing too hard and training too hard not stretching all the things that particularly in the 80s we did mm -hmm. and <laughs> and then over the years um yeah my, my injuries healed and then when I was 45 I was the fastest runner in my county in the outright uh, you know faster than the young runners from two miles to marathon mm. then um what happened next I thought Oh, I think I read Chris McDougall's book then, oh. Born to Run. And I went, ah, oh, this is me. I'm a natural runner. I also interviewed him because at that time I was doing a podcast series myself. Mm. <laughs> so I understand the other side. And I met Chris in London and we had a really enjoyable interview because he was over. And I was like, this all makes sense to me again. Anyway, I did the cardinal error of too much too soon. Right. And I hurt my ankles. So I re grouped and I didn't try again I was by this time back into Nike freeze and I had just a very basic off-the-shelf orthotic just to support my um you know uh, arches then I waited another four years I think four or five years and I tried again and once again I did too much too soon mm -hmm. I was still in mileage goals I was still racing I still so I hurt my ankle. It's with me. It was my ankle and calf that always went different. People have different things when they do too much too soon. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, re, you know, retract again. And I then thought I'm going to just let it go because I want to run more than I want to be barefoot. Anyway, so on I went. And then, yes, whenever it was um, uh, 18 months ago or so, I had been running in the mountains I had a running group that I had taken there called the Zen Runners because it was kind of uh, about running but it was about meditation mm -hmm. and you know personal development but because the age range was 16 to 70 that was a fabulous group it was 10 of us and I was racing up the mountain down the mountain here there looking after all these different levels and I hurt my back and the same kind of imbalance my sacrum went out mm -hmm. and I was in pain for sciatic pain for about six weeks and I was aware of some process happening of real letting go really letting go of at the core level in me was that typical thing that's not uncommon for a lot of um, people particularly my generation of wanting my dad's approval who was dead by the way years ago mm -hmm. but you know it was still in my body and I could feel it and I was like oh I'm letting that go it's just gone and then I was in um, Lanzarote and I saw the surfers on the beach I was still in pain I still couldn't run and they were in their bare feet and I was like I wonder and I set off down the beach and nothing hurt in my body and I was like right and I'm ready but I'm going to let go of everything I'm going to let go of trying to run mileage I'm going to let go of racing I'm going to let go of trying to anything and I'll just see what happens so by the time I spoke to you last I was in a space of having very slowly my body just adapted and really listened all the things we know mentally mm -hmm. but obviously to experience them deeply it took me <laughs> my whole life <laughs> and um i i was just free of any of that every bit which i'd worked on my entire life to free myself from this pressure to succeed and um 
then, <laughs> after we spoke, when I said, yeah, no racing, no nothing, I um, suddenly one week ran 40 miles again. Mm. My body just ran it. And I was like, oh, because I've always been a high mileage runner. And then I thought, oh, I'd like to race. So I entered a 10K in the November. Then I was sitting here in Spain and I suddenly had this idea about running across Spain come into my being. And um, that's how this idea to run across Spain, which we haven't spoken about. But then the mileage, because I then had a goal, I was like, right, I'll set myself mileage again. So I've then done, I did 20 weeks averaging 40 miles a week. Then I've done 10 weeks averaging 58 miles a week. Oh. And now here I am. Wow. <laughs> and in that time, I've done um, a 5K, a 10K, and a half marathon. That was a very long thing. Thank you very much for listening <laughs> to all of that. <laughs> oh, it's, but it's, it, it, and as per usual, you know, I, I let you let anybody go off on a little bit of a, of a tangent and tell their story. And then I've got 15 <laughs> questions that I want to ask. And there's no way we're going to get to all of them because I'm going to ask one and that's going to bring out, you know, five or six other questions <laughs> I, I would like to ask. But, um, you know, w- one thing that, that I think, that probably all of us can can relate to, whether we're you know on the, on the whichever end of the shoe spectrum or somewhere in the middle that, that everybody that's listening to it is, um, you know one of the things that really struck me from from that story and that that journey kind of through through the years is the idea that that finally um, you know you, you kind of got the patience to like kind of trust the process and and you know you, you did the one run on the beach that was barefoot things felt good and kind of the light bulb went off like maybe I should try this but you know ease in slowly unlike the first couple times when you went in too too quickly and and resulted in the injuries um so so my question my my one of many questions that I had from that but the one I'm gonna the one I'm gonna ask right now um how, how did how did you trust in the in the early stages especially but you know really trust in the process and let it play out because there's there's so many of us and I'm I'm probably guilty of this at, at times as well, where I'll try something. And if I don't start seeing results in a couple of days or a couple of weeks, it's pretty easy to go, you know what, this might not be for me. This, maybe this isn't working. Maybe I'm different for some reason and I'll move on to something else. Um, and, and, you know, I've been trying to do this heart rate thing for a while now, and, and I've, I've kind of gotten through a couple of months of it and been patient and started to see some results. And, you know, clearly that happened for you with the barefoot thing as well. You, you got into it, stayed patient, saw the results and now, now look at you. Um, how, how did you get through those, those early stages, um, with maintaining the patience? Was it just simply the, the like you said, letting go of all the expectations or, or how did you do that? Because sounds like competitive person, you've had these, these big goals before and, and always continued with them and kind of unless I missed something, almost basically dropped that pretense cold turkey and, and really trusted the process. So long-winded way of asking a, a probably not very good question, but how did, you, how did you get, get you know, stay patient through that to allow it to play out to find out whether or not it would work for you? And clearly it did. Well, I think that I'd learned the lesson a lot along the way because mm-hmm. um, the interesting thing is, is that my nature isn't the, the push. My push, I, I mean, as a younger runner, I would go running and I was never one of those runners that ran too fast. I didn't want to do, I mean, I was always got a big energy. So I was always willing to do any training that was set me. But I got uh, tipped out with, at a, you know, in a, my teens, where, where many of us get, <laughs> all get tipped out through life <laughs> at different points. But I, um, my mum died when I was 16, but I had a very, very, um, a coach that was majorly keen and a dad that was majorly keen and you know I lost my way because I lost the balance of my mother's influence which was oh darling have fun and oh I don't mind if you come last and two men who both had wished they'd uh, reached international level in their sport they've both been good sportsmen so I you know it's a typical case of many many people but I lost my own um, intrinsic trust then and I tried to please them now once that was out to re I knew that I'm aware I've always been aware and I've always been somebody who's worked in other people's lives so I knew it but I was wounded if that makes sense so it took me a long time even though what would happen was I'd practice so I'd practice because of the trust but the part of me that didn't trust and that was driven more by the fear of not succeeding and therefore not being loved, and that's very simplistic, therapeutic kind of mm-hmm. thing, but, you know, that would win. And it would kept happening. And what would happen was I'd be in a cycle for this, you know, my whole running career. So I'd have, I'd relax, I'd trust, I'd do some amazing results, then I'd push too hard, then I'd break. And the good thing for my own 
process, well, it's probably the same for all of us, I always broke. So I always had in front of me the mirror going, <clears throat> there you are again. Mm. There it is. So I saw that pattern. You know, I saw that. Goodness me, I saw it when I was 20. Mm. And I... I repeatedly went round the cycle, but what would what happened was the cycle, the pattern evolved. So it, I, I learned and it changed a bit. I learned and it changed a bit. I learned and it changed a bit. But then I do it again. You know, it's how how this this journey on planet Earth is often fraught with us repeating our our mistakes, even when we know them. I was also working in other people's lives, and I could, you know, see it in them. And so I think what happened was I'd reached. I mean, I was ready to let go. Mm. I was absolutely, I'd get reached a deeper level of trust within myself. I'd reached a different space inside me. And it was an inside out process. Something in me just let go. And I recognized it was a, a real letting go. And it's, and it's, it's, it's gone. And I think now, what I, what I felt, it was an interesting thing. When I was in the pain of sciatica and sciatic pain, as I'm sure anybody who's listening has had it, is a deep, deep mm-hmm. nerve pain. It's very deep in your body and very debilitating because it doesn't let you go. You know, nothing seems to touch it. So you're, and I, I was in this deep pain for the first couple of weeks and I had this flash come into my thoughts of, oh, if I can't run, I might as well not live. And I thought, ah, oh, there it is. Because I don't think that as a conscious mm-hmm. adult woman, I'm having, I enjoy life very much, but it came up from the, darkness of the pain and I went there it is and it kind of left me and I think that that dark bit that was gripping me that was saying you know you you can only kind of live if you run it it sounds a bit well I don't know what it sounds but it was a (laughs) (laughs) it was a deep I felt it and I was like oh that's it it's gone and I knew I was working with this because I can remember I, I in 2011 was the last time I ran a really uh, competitive, I mean, I've run races since, but 2011, I ran a marathon and I uh, ran 308 and I was ranked, I was 52 or three and I was ranked third in the UK for the over 50s. So it was a hugely great result. And I think I was even 15th in the whole race. Mm. But I remembered, and I think when I finished the race, I, I was ranked second in the UK and I remember going to a cafe the next day and you know, I don't, well, I'm saying, you know, but after a marathon, there's often that you're depleted. So mm-hmm. there's that, there can be that low feeling. And I sat in a cafe, even though I'd run well, and I felt that low feeling and I felt again, remembered my dad, my poor dad, <laughs> saying, <laughs> darling, no one remembers who's come second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I heard that voice and I was like, oh, there it is that's still mine to clear this and I say my dad was a great man and he was a man born in 1912 with a lot of strength and this is the way you do it you know and I completely have an understanding of what he was trying to do but obviously I've had to clear it out of me Mm -hmm. there another long answer (laughs) that's that's all right those those are uh those tend to be a little bit better anyway they're 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 interesting and and there's always a good story in there um so you know so so trusted the process you kind of let go of, of some of that uh, additional pressures that, that maybe you were feeling um was there ever in in those those first few months or or you know the 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 quote-unquote early days of of the the barefoot uh transition and and the the uh the, your body acclimating to the demands the, the the different demands your feet toughening up and taking care of of you know that just that whole transition process was there ever any any period in there where um you just you know, like we've already talked about, kind of had that, that itch to just go out and race something or were you really, um, I mean, had that, had that kind of voice or that desire really been tamped down and you were just enjoying the process through that? Yeah, it was really gone. But given, do you know, as we know, I, I am now, yeah, 59 years old this year. So I was 57 years old. I've been around the cycle many times. I'm a teacher, I'm a coach, I'm a healer. It was at last the healer heal thyself thread and it was a deep process as I've described which it is for many of us I mean lots of people are not even aware of these voices that aren't theirs um and I I had let go now the two times before yes of course I went and raced because I injured myself (laughs) so I went off and did intervals in my Mm -hmm. vibram five fingers and I did all sorts of things that obviously didn't um help me and 
But this time I didn't even have the urge because it had left me. Mm. So nothing in, in me. And then when I've picked up the um, reins of um, goal setting and mileage goals, it's with a different energy. And even though, of course, I'm running a massive amount of running, particularly in my bare feet, and I'm running as if I were 28, not 58 in terms of my training, but it's different. It's really different. It's, it's um, And, you know, I'm happy to let go if I, if I need to, if, if something, mm-hmm. you know, if I don't want to train, I won't, but it doesn't seem to happen. I'm feeling very, very good. I'm very feeling very relaxed, but very fit, fitter than I've been in years. Mm, that's, I think that's the goal of, of all of us is, you know, to, to keep, uh, to keep improving the fitness and, and keep the, the, the joy and the passion and the, the desire to continue to, uh, to, to do it, to do the things that we all, you know, everybody listening here pretty much is probably a runner. So to do the, to do the running yes. that, that we all enjoy doing. So, um, I, I definitely want to get into obviously the, the big thing, the, the, the running across Spain, but before we do that, just want to take a second and pay a couple bills and, uh, remind everybody oh, that yes. uh, today's episode <laughs> is, uh, brought to you by the good folks over at health IQ. They're, they're back on board for another string of episodes, which is exciting. Um, and, and certainly, you know, something that, uh, you know, by, by taking care of our health, you know, it, it helps us to, you know, obviously live longer, be healthier, have less health problems down the road. Um, that's what health IQ is all about is, is kind of rewarding people who are proactively take care, taking care of their health. So if you're not aware, health IQ, uh, is a, is a company that works with life insurance companies to, uh, kind of give, give health conscious people, runners, uh, triathletes, people that are, you know, the, the, just anything that is health related, yogis, whatever the case might be, um, but for us running probably, um, but, but because that helps to, to be healthier, live longer, those types of things, we can get better rates on life insurance. So life insurance isn't one of those fun topics to, to talk about, but depending on, on your situation, maybe you're, you're at a point where you need to reassess your, your life insurance, uh, you know, the, the needs that you might have for your family, things like that. And if you're in the market, uh, health IQ is the place to be because you're going to get the best rate that you're going to get anywhere else. It's pretty much guaranteed and it's, it's a real simple process to go through. So head over to uh, healthiq.com slash disruns to get yourself, uh, you know, to get all the information, find out if you're available, you know, what you qualify for and, and get quotes and things like that. Um, and, and make sure you tell them as well if you're talking to an agent that you heard about him here on uh, Disruns Radio so that we can get a little credit for that and you can get those those great, uh, those those the best rates that are available. So thanks to Health IQ uh, for continuing to support uh, the show and, and uh, rewarding us for, for taking care of our health. So, uh, Julia, you know, like, like we, we talked about, you kind of got back into the running scene a little bit. You sort of up in the mileage and, and you, all of a sudden this kind of goal pops into your head of like, what if I run barefoot across <laughs> <laughs> across a, a country? You know, why, why does that sound like a good idea? So, um, I mean, there's, there's so many things that we can get into with this. But, uh, you know, first and foremost, you're running, I, I believe if I if I looked at the information on the website correctly, pretty much kind of north, north-ish to south-ish across, across Spain, starting <laughs> off in, a, in, a, yeah. in another month or so. Um, what's, uh, what's the, uh, the reason behind it other than just a cool, I mean, don't get me wrong. It would be an amazing, ex- I, I would, I'm jealous. It what an experience to be able to, to sightsee and, and interact and, and meet different people and whatnot. But, uh, why, what was the, what was the impetus for doing this other than it's just a really cool thing to do? Well, it's such an interesting question because I don't really know except <laughs> that I took a sabbatical in May um, from working. I work with people in people's lives and I took a sabbatical. And um, so I was obviously had more time and it, it wasn't full time. It's just within the time things emerge from within you, I found. And I was sitting outside and um, I saw that I read an article, or no, I saw a YouTube clip of a woman who'd run across Wales. But of course, running across Wales is 50 miles, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Wales in the UK. So I saw that. And then it suddenly, I love Spain. And I said to Anadi, my husband, I said, oh, I think I might like to run across Spain. Now, Anadi's an amazing guy, but he's always very supportive and encouraging of anything I do. So Anadi went, oh, that sounds a good idea. And then I thought, right, I will uh, WhatsApp Maggie and Maggie is my friend who lives in Spain in the mountains and her husband, Jack, they've been here 16 years. They know Spain really well. I knew I couldn't do it unless I had a support team. They would be my support team and they would be the route planners because Anadi and I have no clue. Mm. <laughs> so and I, so I sent an, uh, Maggie a WhatsApp and said, if I were to decide to run across Spain, would you be up for it? Anyway, about minus a second later, she <laughs> responded, you know, yes. So the moment that had happened, I was like, right. And then what's happened is it's gathered momentum because I've made it into a kind of fiesta. And so really it just emerged. I have no idea, Benny, at all why I've decided to run across Spain. <laughs> totally bonkers. But um, 
it's become a fiesta. So I thought, okay, I'll do a Facebook Live thing on it. And um, so I did. And then I said, look, if anyone wants to join me, come along. We've got the route, as you said, it's from the north, right in the middle, north coast, right the way through to the south coast. And what's happened this is about, I think, at the last count, about 40 people, maybe more, all coming out, having little holidays, mm-hmm. going to run parts with me, um, have dinner with me. I've My birthday's on the 12th of May when I finish. I've got about 50 people coming out here to Spain. So it's turned into a party. <laughs> <laughs> also, because my life's work is working in people's lives, essentially, um, about exactly what we've been talking about in the beginning of the interview about how to stay in the step how to be in the moment how to live our lives fully by being absolutely silent and relaxed in that step and allowing our lives to unfold rather than pushing so actually that's the essence of what I teach and there's a famous um, Spanish poem called um, Caminante um, No Hay Camino which is walker there isn't a path and that basically we make the path by walking it so I'm then raising money for the hospices in England, uh, Friends of Sussex Hospices, uh, which is uh, um, a charity that supports 12 hospices in England. And in Malaga, there's one called Kudeka. And it resonates with me raising money for end-of-life care because their philosophy isn't about, obviously, the people they're working with are coming to the end of their journey on Earth, but it's about living fully. And it's Mm. about, they ask the question, you know, what matters to you, not what's the matter with you and so it resonates for me my my whole life's work's really been about us really fully recognizing that we're all on a journey together that we're all here supporting one another that actually we're all on this journey from birth to death that um, the more we can be in the step and absolutely the first part of our interview together be able to trust the process be able to trust ourselves we can live more fully and therefore um, we can, you know, if we can live well, we can die well. So that's what really it's become an extension of my life's work. But my running is my expression. And obviously the whole gathering of all of these people who want to come with me <laughs> has made it into, you know, a thing. And I, um, I recognize it's a big challenge, not so much the distance. I'm doing 25K a day for five days. Um, with a day's rest and do that eight times because it's a thousand and six kilometers the distances are very fit that isn't as much as the challenge to the bottom of my feet so I'm aware that I will I will walk and run it because if I run it all I I think my feet will um, tell me not to (laughs) basically Yeah, I would, I would imagine. I mean, that, that would, uh, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, all right, a, a thousand K, you know, that's, you know, a, a, at least one, maybe, maybe two pairs of shoes. And, and yeah, your, your shoes, <laughs> you can't just take them off and switch out a new model. You, you got to take care of those, those feet. So um, obviously, you know, re, you know, having, having a good plan and, and, and maintenance uh, strategy or, or routine goes in the, into that. And, um, you know, and this is also, you know, there's a few different angles that we can go here, but, but since we just talked about foot care just for a second, I'd love to just touch on that again real quickly. Uh, something we talked about, you know, back in, in June of 2016, it just briefly at the end, and maybe we can spend another minute here today. Um, but what are some of the things that you do to take care of your feet? Because, uh, again, obviously for you, it's, it's, vitally important because you're, you're running without shoes most of the time. But even for those of us that wear shoes, whether it's, it's thick shoes, whether it's a pretty minimal style of shoe, which is more of, of my, my speed, but whatever it is, I mean, if we're not taking care of our feet as runners, we're not going to last very long. So what, what have you found to, that really helps to take care of your feet from a, uh, you know, maintenance position, flexibility, strengthening, all those things that, uh, probably most of us take for granted because we haven't thought about it, but, but are important whether you're shoe, a shoe runner or not. Well, um, Something I find really, really helpful, and I do it every day, is a foot massage. But how I do that is to kneel, um, so it also stretches my quads. Mm. And so that then I've got my, obviously, feet coming out behind me. And then what I do is, with my um, fists, pummel into the soles of my feet and kind of rock so that you actually are, I mean, it's the, for me, this is the best exercise, and it's the one I do always, before running, after running, and it's um, because it stretches the fronts of the feet, obviously. Mm-hmm. It also gets right into the soles, right into the forefeet. Also, then I can get my f- fingers, my hands under the fronts of the feet. Does this, is this all making sense? Mm-hmm. To pull them up, pull them up so that it stretches even more the fronts. And obviously, my quads are being stretched, so I'll get my elbows into my quads. That is a very simple and a very swift, and I would say every runner 
doing that when you get back from running um take your shoes off and get into that position i mean obviously get in gently so you're not kind of mm. forcing and obviously you don't want to hurt your knees and you know all of the things that we know for me i'm i'm quite flexible and some people can sit between their feet but that is absolutely the bedrock of it then of course i do um exercises standing on my tippy toes and um i do bits of yoga and i um have a little band one of those little band things that i pull the foot up push it down pull it to the mm. side pull it to the other side i don't know if i'm making much sense but um those those are very standard simplistic but regular exercises for my feet actually running barefoot strengthens them mm -hmm. step ups i do that strengthen them um i do i think those are my basic routines i do other things at different times but those ones you know kind of robbling on my feet mm -hmm. so i think that actually um flexibility strength and massage of my feet is fundamental um then and also my own my own body although my body i am quite supple but i'm one of these people that I stretch randomly, so mm -hmm. I'm quite happy to stretch in the middle of an aeroplane or somewhere, <laughs> you know, <laughs> anywhere. Oh, I think I'll stretch. And luckily, my husband's not, not worried that this uninhibited wife of his is suddenly <laughs> doing some weird thing <laughs> somewhere. Mm -hmm. you got <laughs> to take advantage of the opportunity when you have it. Yeah. Yeah, when you've got a sort of space or something you mm -hmm. want to put your foot up on. or So I'm quite uh, conscious of, of daily stretching, but kind of fitting into my life. And from foot care, I got a bit of rock. When I was in Lanzarote, I got a bit of the volcano and I, things like bits of dry skin around my heels. I mean, my feet look nice. They don't, mm. they're very, if you tap them with my, your nails, you'll go bloody hell. <laughs> so I'm not sure I'm allowed <laughs> to say that on air, but you know, you just go, wow, they're, they're so um, tough, really tough. And if I, I have hammer toes in the middle and so I have to keep an eye on them. So I put bits of tape on them mm -hmm. because they hit the ground and they don't like that very much. If I get any, you know, if the, they start to break down a bit, I back off. Um, I think it's, I just care about them and I look after them. And um, I think, is that, yeah, does that cover it? Yeah, I, I think uh, it does. And, and it's, you know, a big part of the reason I, I asked the question before and, and a big part of the reason I asked it again now is that, you know, like I said, I think a lot of us and, and I, I, I was guilty of this more in the past. I think I'm, I'm a bit more proactive now, but a lot of us that, that wear shoes or just in, in people in general, runners, runners, non-runners, whatever, you know, you don't think of your feet until they start to cause you a problem. And, and uh, I, I think a lot of us know a lot of runners that have had various foot problems, plantar fasciitis, neuromas, whatever it might be. Um, and, and just a little bit of, of prevention on a regular basis, like you said, after, after most runs, while you're watching TV at night, whatever the case might be, doing some, doing some massage work. And, and I love the idea of getting down and sitting on your, on your knees almost, like you said, and getting the, the quad stretch too, because a lot of runners have tight hip flexors and tight yeah. quads. So you're two birds in one stone right there. Um, but definitely, definitely some, some good, uh, suggestions and things that, uh, you know, just a little bit, a little prevention goes a long way to, to keeping the feet happy, which keeps the body happy, which keeps the running happy. So, um, definitely, definitely some, some good advice there from somebody who obviously has to care, care about your feet a bit, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be aware of them all the time. Cause you can't just uh, get a new pair of shoes. Like, uh, like we can, <laughs> if, if we kind of run a little bit hard, but, uh, get, getting back to, to the running across Spain thing. Cause I don't want to just touch on that for just a minute and forget about, it. I want to definitely dive into that a little bit more. Um, so you're looking at it, if if I'm doing my math correctly there, or my my maths as you uh, as you as you Brits <laughs> like to say, I've, I've got a few other yeah. Brit friends that uh, correct me on that every once in a while. Um, but uh, you know uh, about a five day run block, one day off, five day, and you said uh, repeat that eight times. So you're looking at about a, a month and a half, give or take, of, of for the journey. Is that uh, about right? I think so. I think it's about seven weeks because I worked out that it will average eighty four miles a week. Um, and yeah, it's 25, because of course they think in kilometers here. I'm kind of half and half. <laughs> but um, <laughs> So I'm going to be running 15 and a half miles a day, 25K average a day for five days, a day off eight times. So I think the whole thing is 50, is that six, eight, 48? Yeah. yeah, I think the whole thing works out at 52 days. So there must be a half a week at okay. the end. Um, and it, yeah, about seven weeks. Gotcha, gotcha. That's, that's, uh, 
you know, it, it, obviously that's, that's, it's an undertaking. It, it, you know, doing that one day, two days, a, a week doesn't sound that bad, but, uh, you know, you start to, to pile those up. And if you have, if something happens where you don't get to, to, uh, get the run in for a day, all of a sudden now, now you start to run into issues. So, um, do you, do you feel like you're, you're pretty well ready? I mean, your, your mileage has been up for, for the last, you know, several weeks, like you, you mentioned, um, you know, feeling ready and ready to go. Do you know, I, I'm really ready. <clears throat> and I, it's an interesting thing because, um, I'm one of these people who people tend to follow. And as a child, I was very naughty. <laughs> and <laughs> I can remember, you know, things like when I was 11 years old, we, we had a, a school, a form room, where I discovered the kind of loft in the roof. And I remember climbing on the desks and clambering up into the loft and managing to get all my friends, all of us, hidden in the loft before the history teacher arrived. And every single one of those people followed me. So, <laughs> so I have this energy that people follow me. So I was, and obviously, as you can imagine, at times in my life, that's got me into trouble because I've gone, let's do this. And then I've gone, oh, actually, I don't think I want to. Or, you know, it's been something as a younger person I had to really, really learn about. Anyway, when I undertook this and it's become something that people have booked, you know, they've booked holidays, they've booked things I'm seeing somebody I haven't seen since I was at Loughborough University in fact I didn't I dropped out of Loughborough mm-hmm. University but I haven't seen her since then she's coming out you know I've, so therefore I was aware of the, the responsibility that I had undertaken of all these other people and so I absolutely knew that I had to be really wise really sure really conscious and the other day I was um, running and in my deepest self I went I'm ready I absolutely know this. I went two weeks ago or three weeks ago. I did five days of 25K a day just to see. And I did it and it was it was fine. Um, I know that's only one lot, mm-hmm. but I did it and I was like, okay, I can do this. I was also, I ran it all and my feet were quite sore at the end of it. So I thought, okay, I'm not going to run it all. That's given me the absolute indication that I'm fit enough to do this thing, mm-hmm. but my feet are going to need to be really cared for. And I was, I had it in my deepest set knowing I just went, I'm ready. I will be okay. And I now I am this a leader of this thing. So it's me who has to go at my pace. And if I've got you know, friends coming out who I've got some very endurance oriented friends, as you might imagine. Mm-hmm. And if they they can on a section, if I need a walking thing, they can go and run. Right. And I will really be wise, you know, we'll have dinner together and we'll do what we do, but I mustn't get caught up with people who've come over and they're all spry (laughs) and I'm on week five (laughs) so yes I'm that's a long answer again but yes I'm ready and I know the feeling in my body because my very good running performances the times when I've you know known I'm going to win a race or do well in a race it's the same feeling in my body Mm. and I so I'm ready yes Perfect, perfect. Perfect. Um, what's uh, the plan as far as documenting it goes? I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be probably pretty much daily, just like you normally do on the on the YouTube's and, and some blogging or something like that as well. Yes, I'm plan um, because at the moment actually I haven't um, vlogged every day. It's been I've been busier because I've been doing some more work again, and mm-hmm. I've been um, running obviously. But when I go across Spain. I'm going to uh, internet allowing because I'm going to be in the back of the beyond some of Spain, although I'm going to get a a better phone with more G's and all that stuff. But um, I did. The idea is to vlog every day and to write an update every day, even if it's short. And, um, you know, I don't know at the moment, there seems to be a lot of interest. So I'm not sure if there might be even more other people reporting it because it's um it's becoming in spain i got somebody said to me yesterday um because i was telling to you before we went on air that i had to do an interview in spanish and she contacted me this woman she said you are becoming a media sensation in spain (laughs) (laughs) so it might be documented by other people too Fantastic. Fantastic. And, and for people that want to follow along, um, best place would just be to go to the website, right? Barefootacrossspain.com and everything will be, internet yeah. allowing, everything will be there. Yeah, because what I'll do is I will put my vlog onto Soul's Journey as usual, but I'll also put it in the write-up that I do so that I've got it twice. So if people go to Barefoot Across Spain, everything will be there. Perfect. Perfect. So, um, oh, I mean, what, what, a, what an adventure. And, and, uh, I mean, like I said, when I even asked, you know, the, the why question, I mean, just why not? I mean, you know, you, you've got the opportunity, you've got the fitness, you've got the, you know, you're at a point in your life where you can do that and kind of, you know, 
kind of slow things down for for seven or eight weeks and and, and do some something like that i mean why not it, it's it's going to be so much so much fun and i'm certainly looking forward to uh living vicariously <laughs> through you a little bit and uh, i would invite you denny but you're so far away and i know you've got a three-year-old yes. and you've got your business but well i you are invited but what i'm aware of is that it's probably not possible <laughs> yeah the, the, the timing i don't think is going to work out for me to join you in person but i'll be joining you in, in the spirit and, and watching the, uh, yeah. the videos as well so um obviously nothing but the best there and, and as we're wrapping up, Julia, I, I, I'm not going to let you off the hook on the philosophical question. I'm still going to throw one of these at you. Um, but it's, it's more of a, I don't know, it's, it's not, predicting the future questions aren't always my, my favorite. or They're definitely not my favorite because it's just, you know, it's just, you never know. It's, it's predicting the future. But uh, what, what, you know, as, as we're wrapping up this, this idea of, of Barefoot Across Spain in our chat today, what are you most looking forward to about those, those uh, you know, seven, eight weeks, that, that, that journey from the, from the North Coast to the South Coast? What are, what are you most excited about doing and, and seeing and accomplishing or, or whatever? What, what are you most excited about uh, as it comes to running, running across the country, uh, which you're going to do here in just a, just a couple of weeks, you're going to set off? I think it's truly about the relationship, my relationship with um, obviously myself and my own expression all of the people who are actually going to be with me in person, the people with me in spirit, like you, um, the people who I'm raising money for, the spirit of community, the esprit de corps. I think for me, um, it's the people. And it's about, I'm, I'm driven by re- relationship and, and more than I am by, you know, doing something for me, if that makes sense. I am, I am motivated to, connect and share and be with people and i think that's what's exciting for me mm, I, I i love it and uh i wish i i wish i could be there in person but definitely the the spirit uh the spirit will be there so uh certainly wishing you nothing Brilliant. but nothing but the best and, and hope that uh, the feet hold up and that the plans go accordingly <laughs> and uh you know i can't i can't wait to hear about it after the fact and, and maybe we'll do a, a round three not not too much longer into the future and we can we can get a little recap on how things go but i'd uh, love that yeah that would be fab i'd Brilliant. really enjoy that well yeah we'll, we'll definitely you know set it up at some point but uh again thank you uh thank you for the time nothing but the best and, and once again guys uh soulsjourney.com soulsjourneytv.com and barefootacrossspain.com are the three the three best uh, websites and uh, on the Twitter at Julia Kai Taylor the number one uh, disruns.com slash 531 we'll have everything linked up um, and, and, and uh, obviously you know, follow along it's, it's going to be quite the adventure and I can't wait to see how it goes so uh, Julia thank you again uh, nothing but Thanks the best you. Godspeed <laughs> take good care of those feet and uh, have a blast that's the most important thing right have fun and uh, enjoy yourself along the way and thank you and I've loved talking to you I really enjoy your interviews thank you all right, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation between Julia and myself. And uh, as always, I'd be curious to know what your takeaways were. What stood out to you from this episode? What was that, that thing that, uh, that really resonated with you that we talked about today? There, there were definitely a few things for me, um, least of which is just how cool of an opportunity she has or how cool of an adventure that Julia is about to go on. But when it comes to takeaways, uh, there were a couple things. And, and one of them, you know, when, when she was telling the story about kind of letting go of what uh, others thought and specifically of, of her father, even though he's, he's no longer uh, alive, but still kind of carrying that burden, um, really kind of kind of touched me and got to me a little bit about how important it is to just to, to not worry all the time about what others might think of what we're doing. Um, and it's easy to do. It's easy to fall into that trap. It's easy to, you know, in this kind of social media, Instagram, uh, you know, everybody posts their, 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 uh, you know, selfies and the, the pictures of the watches and things like that to worry about what others might think of, of our pace, of our distance, uh, and to start playing that comparison game. Oh, I'm not, uh, you know, even though I did well, I, I'm not, uh, you know, even though it was a PR for me, it's not as fast as so-and-so, or it's not as impressive as so-and-so. Um, stop, you know, just stop. And, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too. You know, this, this is something that I fall victim to once in a while, you know, uh, the, the, just for those of you that, that follow me on various social medias, you, you saw the picture of me crossing the finish line, um, uh, you know, at the race I ran a couple of weeks ago with, with Addison, she got to run the last, you know, 50 meters or whatever it was with me of, of the race. And, uh, you know, I'd almost even thought about kind of cropping out the, the clock a little bit. So it didn't show what my finish time was like, are, are you freaking kidding me that I'm that worried about what people on what you guys are, are worried about or what other people on Instagram are worried about my time? Like, are you freaking kidding me? And, and, I, I think ultimately I, d- I decided against it, but like I legitimately had that thought of, gosh, you know, I one fifty four fifty eight for a half marathon. Like maybe I should just clock that up, block that out a little bit, um, blur it or, or crop the photo. Like, come on. Um, so it's something that, that I know all too well 
that I can that I can even fall down that trap of like, are right, people going to think less of me because this was my finish time? Ridiculous. So, um, if that's a burden that you carry, if if that kind of imposter syndrome or, or uh, you know of looking around at, at other people and and other paces and and races and distances and things like that and, and playing the comparison game is something that you struggle with, I would encourage you to do your best to just let it go and look at what it did to, for Julia. She, she let go of that, that pressure that she was putting on herself, um, the external of living up to others, others expectations and just how much more free she has become and, and able to do the things she does and, and continue to just have the, the pure joy of running that, that clearly she has. It's, it's plainly, you know, you don't have to listen long to, to realize how much she just enjoys our sport and, and continuing to be a part of it and, and the evolution that it is go- that her career has gone through. So, um, Again, easier said than done, I know, but something that probably almost all of us could benefit from would be just worrying about letting go of, of external expectations, external pressures, worrying about what other people might think of our pace, of our distance, of our races, whatever it might be, and just focusing on ourselves and what we enjoy doing and and not worrying about everything else. Again, easier said than done, but that's my takeaway. Good reminder for me that I need to, to let go of that and, and own where this is where I am. This is, you know, I'm not an elite athlete. I'm not a, a, you know, Boston qualifier yet. I will be, but not yet, you know, and, and that's okay. And if people don't want to, you know, follow me or work with me or whatever the case is because of that, Hey, that's on them. That's not on me. I just need to, to not worry about that and embrace who I am as a runner, as a person, as a husband, dad, podcaster, coach, whatever the case might be. Um, and, uh, maybe that would be just kind of a little bit, a little bit freeing, right? A little bit, uh, set, setting myself free by not worrying about what other people are thinking. So anyway, that was my takeaway. What about you? Let me know. Shoot me a tweet at Dizruns. Shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And you can always head over to show notes uh, for this episode or any episode and leave your comments and your feedback and your, your takeaways there. Uh, and for this episode, Dizruns.com slash 531 will get you there. And you can also kind of follow along with, uh, you know, all of the, the connections there for Julia. Like I said, they're all linked up there and you can kind of see how she's doing. Or if you're in the, in the future, uh, you, can, you can look back on the past and how did the, the journey across Spain go? Uh, looking forward to following along. Certainly, uh, I am at least. Hopefully, you are as well. So, anyway, we'll go ahead and, and, and wrap this thing up now. Uh, healthiq.com slash disruns. Thanks again to Health IQ for sponsoring this episode. If you need some life, life insurance or uh, at least need to, to, to maybe reassess you know, how much coverage you have, uh, if you're in the market, you're not going to find a better rate simply because you're a runner. Healthiq.com slash disruns. So, uh, until next time, thank you guys for listening. Very much appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you enjoy every episode, of course. We're trying to always deliver a good a good experience to you. But uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for telling your friends. Thanks for sharing the show. Thanks for all the support. Uh, you guys are the best. I appreciate each and every every person that listens to this episode, uh, and especially those of you listen all the way through. Because I know, I know it can be easy to, to click off before we get to the finish. But thank you guys so much. Appreciate you all. Love you. Have a great rest of your day. And uh, we'll talk soon. Take care, guys.